What's going on, everybody? And I hope this finds you well. Uh, I wanted to give another brief introduction before you get into today's episode of the Dynasty Owners Manual podcast. Uh, we had the great Jesse Reeves on. Hopefully, y'all saw that in the title for today's show. But uh, we just we just riffed, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, getting Jesse on and being able to talk with him for a little bit is just it's always a blast. And with Adam being able to stop by and uh, give us some of his time after becoming a new daddy, I mean, we just had a lot to go back and forth about. Uh, so I've broken up uh, what was a, an hour and 45 minutes or thereabouts of a show into a few segments. And this first segment really gets into uh, a couple of things that I was actually talking with Jordan McNamara about last week. And if you guys haven't had a chance to do that, go ahead and uh, check that episode out. But we were talking about just uh content generation in general uh, some of the work that he's done uh, hopefully y'all have seen or heard about uh, the rookie index that he's going to be putting out and also some of the draft profiling work that he's done and just some of the conversations that you can get into with folks when discussing prospects and your evaluation process and your rankings process on Twitter uh, so just some of that and that transitioned into a topic that most folks are having are having nowadays is just about how we should value the combine what metrics uh, what we see what what we hear and just what we see on Twitter and how we kind of uh turn our community into an echo chamber and we need to kind of stick to some of our thoughts and processes as we go through it but and I'll get out the way and we'll just go ahead and hop right into it and I had already been recording just to make sure that I wasn't going to miss anything as I have done in the past and the conversation was just sounding so great that we decided we were just going to keep all this together and let y'all kind of peek behind the curtain and uh, see what it's like. And uh, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but let us know. Uh, but thank you all for listening. And uh, here we go. <laughs> and here are your authors, Chris Allen and a- a- Adam. They're they not, uh, you know, they're not people that are, that are interjecting into conversation 24 mm-hmm, seven. Um, mm-hmm. They're sharing their thoughts, their opinion, their process. And, um, last year, I think I did a lot of that, like interject, like, Hey, I'm gonna, like, I see somebody post about Justin Jeff or you know, DK Metcalf. Well, right. what's my opinion on DK Metcalf? How can I interject on that? And it's like, dude, my, I don't care t- to do that anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. I've established myself enough to where like my thought process can, can should just be displayed in my work. Yes. I'll tell you how I feel about a guy, but I'm going to do it to everybody. I'm not going to interject on your one-to-one conversation. It's right. like, um, but and then in that aspect, you kind of see when you take a step back, you see how toxic those one to one conversations are in this space right now, especially in the draft in, in, in draft Twitter and stuff. And it's like I just have no I don't have time for it, man. I don't have time Who does? to spend doing that. You yeah. know, I, I would rather sit down and talk to cool ass people like you guys for an hour, share a bit of my process and then fire off, you know. 10 to 20 tweets a week that are quality good ones right. then have these one-to-one conversations and argue with people about mm-hmm. why I'm, I have this guy higher or lower than another guy. It just doesn't make sense to me anymore. You know, it's, Nobody it's, it's ever changes mind. their mind. No, it seems yeah. like it'd be a waste of time for you. I mean, with the, with the amount of work that you put in, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm just now getting hip to uh, these, uh, the draft profiles that you were doing with Matt and uh, mm-hmm. I just I just picked up on those maybe about a week, a week and a half ago. And nice. like, my gosh, I mean, the I mean, even just for what, like 10, 15 minute clips or yeah. whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. these are I mean, these are really detailed, man. 
And uh, to have, I mean, to try and argue with somebody like over this, it's like, dude, I'll, if you want to yeah. argue with me over this stuff, brother, I'll send you a StreamYard link and you can come on and then, you know, we can go, <laughs> we can go back and forth if, if you've got that much energy into going back and forth with me on Twitter on this. If this is, if this is the, w- the way you want to portray yourself right now, exactly, that's where I'm at. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree, man. And yeah, dude, it's just that's that's the that's the goal, man, to just kind of expand into more more content areas and stuff. And that that podcast is fun, dude. I'm I'm glad you picked up on it. Dude. I'm glad you're enjoying it. That was pretty much the goal, dude. We we do one like two hour long live stream on Twitch okay. and then we break it all up to YouTube videos and then we break that up into um, podcast episodes. So we give everybody a live show. If you missed out on that, it's cool. We got you videos on YouTube. That's on uh, Maggie youtube channel yeah um, we just decided to kind of house it there and then um and then we're going to and then we we, we slap it on 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 uh, a podcast feed and then um the plan for that actually i'm not not too many people know this but um we're actually going to transition into what would be considered probably it's devi centric but it's going to be um college college football dfs Mm. So there's a clear, yeah, there's a clear, like kind of a gap between um, DFS players and college football. Okay. And it's fun too. So I got into it last year a little bit. And so we're going to transition into that to kind of keep the, the knowledge of college sports alive. And then we're just going to transition right into 2021 draft season again next year okay. with these profiles again from guys that we've been playing DFS with and stuff. So it's kind of, we're going to be DFS, but we're going to be, you know, have these profiles and stuff to kind of keep the, the year round feel going, yeah. but still be able to, to have that that college feel for it so um that's a fun yeah that's a fun venture uh that that, you know me and matt hate each other we're like let's you know let's let's work on something dude he's a savant when it comes to dfs i that dude just he's he's really really good so i knew i would definitely wanted to work with him and Mm -hmm. um but yeah dude a lot of you know a lot of stuff a lot of stuff going on right now in terms of in terms of content personally i don't feel like i'm putting out a lot of content i feel like i'm quiet i feel like i do not say as much as i as i usually do or that i have over in the in the past but Man. that kind of coincides with parallels and in, in, into what i was talking about you know those one-to-one conversations i'm not yeah. interjecting in those in, the, in those thoughts anymore so I th- but i think um, though when you do talk i think you when you post something it's informative when you post something it's something that i search for like to refer back to you know, yeah. two, three, four, five, six days later. So I feel like while you're while you're not talking as much, like the voice, it's impactful. It's it's instructional. Yeah. Like so, there's there's yeah. something there's there's a lingering there's a presence to it. And like as yeah. you mentioned beforehand, this is something you kind of you definitely grown into. Where it's like again, like if I wanna if I wanna try and check out like a video about Jonathan Taylor, it's like oh shit, like you know Jesse was just talking about him a few days ago. Let me go you know mm-hmm. Twitter search. And yeah. I could pull up like, you know, eight tweets like from you. Like it might have been over the past like two weeks, but at least every single one of them, it's like, okay, so I think John Taylor, like he did this or because of this, or if you check out this video or I saw this play, I mean, there's, there's enough evidence there. You can like follow a track through that. It's just yeah, like all of that is like, it's super, like, I think it's way more helpful you know, absolutely. Then, like you don't have to be like you know any of these guys with, uh, I guess, with verified accounts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, it'd be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, oh, but I mean, but you don't have to be that way. And I think with the way that you've been, like your posting habits, like so far, have just been like, man, it's just I can sit down, like over lunch, and just like roll through your 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 TL. And yeah. just Be like, you know, hey, like I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read this, I'm gonna listen to this, I'm yeah. Gonna watch that, you know, that sort of thing. And- and that's the objective, man. I just, you know, I've 
kind of just yeah, like you said, I've kind of grown into that that role, and we just try and keep it rolling, man. Uh, getting verified, hitting 10k. That's the objective next, dude. That's right. that's where I'm. That's where I'm trying to get by the end of this year. I know, I know, I'm definitely going to get. I don't know about verified. That's a stretch. That could take a couple years. Who you never Who know with those with those things. They they take. A while. I don't even know the process to do that. You know, I don't know either. Um, I couldn't tell you. They, they sh- yeah, as far as I knew, they they shut it down. But yeah, either way, man. Um. Yeah, dude, I'm excited to be here just to chit chat with you guys and just have a cool conversation, man. Get a kind of get away from the toxicity of of Twitter. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, I guess, and, and with that, um, I mean, let's y'all ready to go? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, think, I, I thought think we were recording. Let's we do it. we actually are. So okay, perfect. I might just gonna I might just throw all this into the episode, <laughs> and uh, for everybody listening at home, I mean, welcome back. Uh, we're here. We're live, and we're doing this right here. It is Chris Allen, and the I mean the the new daddy of yep. the fantasy football community. Adam Wilde is here. Uh, I mean, had a baby. I mean, well, he did not. I mean, his wonderful wife Kara. I mean, she had the baby. She put in all the effort, and she did all the work. Uh, but I mean, here after just a couple of days having his first child, uh, I've got my co-host back for the evening, uh, Adam. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, actually, and uh, you better tell Kara that we said thank yes, you for absolutely. letting you take the time. 100%. 100%. I am not getting in trouble with that woman. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I mean, but yes, of course, um, congratulations. Love you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it's just wonderful. We got uh, pictures, uh, like a picture up of the child and uh, check uh, Adam's new profile picture to see a picture of Cambria. Uh, beautiful child. Beautiful child. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but moving on uh, to our wonderful guest this evening, I mean, it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk with him, but I really don't think he needs much of an introduction because if you pull up uh, on Twitter, it's I'm hard pressed to believe that you wouldn't see a tweet of his getting scrolled past through on your timeline, uh, Roto Underworld, uh, Draft Profiles. Uh, the man is just all over the place. Jesse Reeves, uh, thank you for taking the time because I know I mean you're hot in these streets right now, man. I mean, it's it's your season. It's draft season. Uh, and I can't think I mean, it's it's honestly and I'm, I'm this is not to like start a competition or anything of like that or try and compare and contrast. I'm just saying between you and Ray Garvin, I mean, they're just you guys are the hot commodities right now. And so we, we appreciate you taking the time. I mean, you, you've had a show what almost like every day this week. Oh yeah, this is my third show this week. I got one tomorrow, and then uh, I think I might have one on Saturday too. I can't remember honestly. These all people. I <laughs> that for anybody that's listening, if you do ever plan on having me on a show, and this is not to sound, um, uh, I don't want to be cocky or anything if you if i'm booked for a show or with you or for any reason shoot me a dm two days before and then a day before remind me twice because i can't keep these things all together at one time and one one thing too before i I throw this thing back to you chris um i'm not as hot as ray ray is on a different level that man is uh he's 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 skyrocketing he is pure ascent he's i don't don't know what happened i mean he 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 blew the doors off this place and he came through and he put his foot down he said this is my time right now and he's killing it right now he's doing a ton of youtube content um he's just absolutely his voice is heard the whole jalen rager thing during the combine the videos hot cakes and honey the hot cakes and henny. I mean, is was there a more entertaining man than him on? Uh, you know, when we were watching those forties for yeah. the for the wide receiver, there was I'm hard pressed to say. I don't think. Uh, 
I don't think I can keep up with that guy. But uh, nonetheless, very honored to be here again today. I think this is my third stop, I believe. I believe here. so. Yeah. Yeah. No, hey, excited to be here again. Thank you guys for lending me a platform once again, man. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if there's any, I mean, if there's any voice that we want to try and boost and make sure that folks get as much of as they possibly can, especially during this time of the season, it has to be yours, man. Has to be yours. I mean, uh, there's just a uh, with the content that you're putting out, and I think, and we were talking about this uh, off air or as we kind of, I guess, transitioned into the intro. There's just so much that you're putting out right now, and the way that you've been able to convey. I guess most of your thoughts and your process like through these draft profiles and through I guess some of the work that you got coming up and we'll tease that here in just a minute. Uh it's just we had to get you on, man. We we just we just had to. Uh but I mean let's let's talk about that for a minute because I mean the last time we talked I believe uh, it was uh, about this time last year, thereabouts, and I think we were talking about like some wide receivers. I remember, I still remember to this day, going back and forth with you over Christian Kirk and how mm-hmm. you were just, I mean, you, you were amped. I mean, in just in the way that because a lot of people had stereotyped him as a slot receiver, but you were like, no, 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 no. Like, I've, I've gone back and watched the tape. I know how he's used. I know how he can be used. And you were excited about the addition of Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray. And so, I mean, and lo and behold, I mean, Christian Kirk, I mean, I'm not going to say he balled out, but I would say mm-hmm. that he took a step forward in mm-hmm. 2019. And there's a lot more that we expect from him coming in the future. Like that still, that sticks in my mind. But I mean, there's been so much that's happened in between then and now with your content and what you're doing right now. I mean, so talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, so I'm, I'm watching some of these videos, like I'm seeing you talking with, uh, with Makajewski. I'm seeing you talking with, uh, I saw you had Ben Solak uh, on, on a show with you guys like earlier. I mean, so I mean, you're, you're hitting some high places and talking with some high profile folks. I mean, so talk to us about this draft dialogue that you've got going on right now, man. Yeah, man. So the the draft dialogue was just kind of a brainchild of, you know, I had this idea that I really wanted to to get somebody else on. Um, I, I am somebody who's busy all the time, so I can't really handle a ton of things uh, by myself uh, for the most part. So I was like, you know, let me I want to partner up with somebody who's who's really knows their stuff. And um, objectively, uh, that that kind of came to be uh, Matt Gajeski. And I saw him doing a lot of the 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 work in, in college sports and DFS. Um, and originally, I wanted to tr- kind of transition um, from um from out of out of NFL DFS to kind of college football DFS. So I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, let's let's start a little something that we can, you know, get some some eyes on some college DFS and and kind of fill a gap here." And uh, which is something we still plan to do. Um, but the the goal is is always to be relevant year round. We don't want to have to shut a podcast down um, in season or in and you know we want to keep things rolling. So I was like, "Listen, I'm a big dynasty guy. Um, you're a big DFS guy in college sports, so you know these players. I know these players." Let's Let's kind of come together and profile these guys for the dynasty community. Um, they're players that you already know from playing a mass amounts of DFS. And then what we can do is after draft season, um, we can kind of wind down from that and then transition into college football DFS. So um, the, 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 the draft dialogue was kind of just this brainchild. We came together and right now what it is, is we, um, we get together, we do a, a, a show. Um, we try and make it weekly if we can. Sometimes life gets in the way, but we'll get on, we'll hop on Twitch. We'll throw a link out and we'll get some people in for a live show about two hours, depending we'll about profile, maybe six to 10 um, players, uh, you know, um, that day 
shoot him over on YouTube. Matt is a savant and he um, creates all these backdrops. He does all the production on there. So he mm. is just a major shout out to that guy because he, 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 he is the boat that keeps this thing floating. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we throw him on YouTube and then we throw the audio from YouTube into um, a podcast feed. So we split it up individually by players. So really you're just getting about 10 to 15 minute sound bites or not sound bites, but 10 to 15 minute audio clips of these players. It's supposed to be quick easy so you can get the gist of a, of a single player that we're talking about and um so far it's gotten really good traction people love the videos people love the 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 podcast form of it and it's just turned out to be something really fun that um i'm excited to bring into the future to kind of evolve as we keep going and stuff so um yeah that's that's definitely one of the avenues we've been tackling for this this rookie class and and coming into draft season so like with that i mean what can so the Let's say this is the first time somebody would sit down and listen to the draft dialogue or pull up the video or whatever. I mean, can you walk through like what folks are like what they could expect to see like in that 10 to 15 minute, you know, chunk as you guys walk through a profile? Like, is it mostly uh, are we talking film breakdowns? Are we talking like metrics breakdown in terms of like target share, dominator breakout, like that sort of thing? Like, so I guess walk them through the mind of uh, of Jesse and Matt, like as they would take a tour through one of those uh, one of the shows you guys got absolutely absolutely so every player uh matt is kind of he's taking the reins on this thing and he's kind of just the host i mean that guy is a natural leader so he kind of is from the moment that we hopped on he just kind of grabbed the reins of this show and he kind of segues us in from player to player um he starts with some good context just overall general information on that player that we're talking about um he'll uh defer to me when we talk about a little bit of the advanced metrics we're talking age adjusted market share um um, in terms of touchdowns receptions um where those guys are kind of grading out in in my um, in, in in my model or w- what I'm doing for adjustments in terms of the overall advanced metrics, and then um, we'll both kind of add a little bit of context on that player. So we'll kind of spitball back and forth after he gives some general information. I go into the analytics. We'll get into a little bit of back and forth about um, and maybe some discrepancies, some context, and into a guy um, that you know, like CD Lamb. If we're talking about you know how. Um, his 40 time, how we didn't project him to be an ultimate speedster. He's not going to pop when you're looking at height adjusted or weight adjusted speed score, but man, he's a dominant player. You know, we'll kind of go back and forth, give you a good overview and then, um, and then kind of move on to the next player. We do that for every single player. We try and give, um, um, film context and analytics. So it's a good blend of kind of everything coming together and trying to just give the whole entire scope in a, in really, um, a, a short period of time, I would say, because like, you could talk 30, 45 minutes on one player if you oh, really have, you know, mm-hmm. two guys that that really want to give it, uh, you know, give it a go. So, um, yeah, we kind of squeeze it in there and and get to as many of those guys as possible. But yeah, that's kind of the route we try and bundle all the information into one and give you guys a pretty comprehensive look at that player in a short amount of time. Absolutely. So for folks that are, I guess, interested in digging into some of those profiles and trying to see not only from a from a film breakdown perspective but also an analytics breakdown perspective and kind of get the best of both worlds there i mean definitely go ahead and check out uh the draft profile the draft dialogue excuse me uh with matt and jesse uh i mean how many videos do you have you guys had like or how many shows have you guys produced so far do you have a like an estimate for folks if they want to like try and check out the catalog 
I want to say we're at about 30, probably a little bit over Ooh. 30. So right. we have a bunch of guys profiled right now. Yeah, if you haven't heard of that or if you haven't heard uh, any of any of the episodes or you haven't caught in a live show or seen any of the videos by any chance, you can go to um, – it's just, just the draft dialogue on Apple Podcasts right now. You can go through. We have about 30 profiles. You can listen to them. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not good at math off the top of my head. So uh, give, give or take, you know, you probably get at least um, – a good length of time um, of profiles through your ears. You can watch the videos individually as well. You can always go back to Twitch on uh, Matt Gujeski or my Twitch channel, which is Jesse Reeves FF uh, at Twitch at Twitch TV, I believe. Um, and you guys can watch the full length show there if you want to get just the entire thing all together. But um, yeah, we have we have tons of profiles right now, so a lot for you to catch up on if you have missed. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, I mean, just for, I guess, thinking back on all of it right now. So you're saying you got 30 profiles, 30 different prospects uh, across, I'm assuming, most of the fantasy relevant positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, do you guys do defense or anything like that? Or are you just trying we're to stick not, to the... We're not doing defense this year, okay. right? Uh, no, we're IGT. just going to kind of stick it. Yeah. So we'll okay. stick to the fantasy realm. Uh, the gotcha. defense and just overall draft uh, hype and stuff, I, that's kind of like, I, I consider that my side project. That's like my side. I, I, love, I love the draft in general. I got you. I got you. But thinking back to all those, I mean, favorite profile that you guys worked on, I mean, just off the top of your head. Just a single player or just a single player, just single player. I'm going to have I'm going to have to say it was probably Jonathan Taylor. And we, you mentioned him earlier, but that's one, one, a profile that we did with Ben Solak and Mm -hmm. that whole entire, we did a running back show where we just kind of profiled the top four or five running backs um, at the time. And, um, ben is just such a good mind. You have Matt, who is just a master at leading, and he gives really good contextual um, data, really good descriptive contextual data that gives you a really good scope of the player. Then you have me, who kind of dives in deep on on where these guys sit among you know with advanced analytics and stuff. And then you have Ben, who just this man is just he's he makes a living off of watching players tape and evaluating them. Uh, that's what this man does for his job. And to get three guys in a room um, like that and to all sit down and talk about a guy like Jonathan Taylor, it was probably one of one of the, the, the most fun shows we've done. I could say that for any of the profiles we covered that day. But Jonathan Taylor in particular was was a really fun one. It looks like it because I'm not going to lie. I mean, anytime I've been able to sit down and read some of Ben's work. I mean, it just sounds like he's he's not only like a great, um, I guess, a great evaluator, like he definitely has the eye for what he's doing, but also he's a great communicator, like just walking <laughs> through and like listening to some of his work, reading some of his work. So it just seemed like that pairing right there across the three, you know, the three of you guys, right? I mean, you've got th- almost three different realms of fantasy football analysis, like right there in one show. Yeah. So it was, I would agree, but I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, but moving on, I mean, you got another side project. Now, we saw, I mean, you, you teased it a little bit, if it wasn't last week or the week beforehand, uh, about yeah. this rookie index. Adam, did you hear about this? Yeah, you strung us along a little bit there. said you had something big to drop, and then you dropped the graphic. It looked fantastic. And so you've got a rookie index coming out. And these index, something people understand, if you've never bought one of these, uh, there's a lot of work to do. I mean, if you look into this this document and you try to reverse engineer it and think about how much time it would have taken for you to do this well worth whatever whatever you've paid for them so i'm i can't wait to dig into yours now uh, when is your drop date jesse 
So mine is currently scheduled for April 6th, um, and the the goal there is to just kind of get it out in time for people to have their their for their rookie drafts. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, the, the April 6th, I think that's like the first Monday of April. Just felt like the the perfect time uh, to 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 just kind of shoot this thing into the the atmosphere of Twitter and 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 fantasy in general. Perfect. So what was your uh, motivation for? putting together your own rookie index this year oh okay so um it, just in short um i i absolutely respect and love everybody who takes a shot at these things there are some great publications we're talking um things like uh matt waldman's rsp um mm-hmm. you know matt Harmon's um reception perception you're mm-hmm. talking about these these incredible publications that uh, the Debbie watch i mean the team that they Orange have over there is absolutely yeah, the uh, yes, the orange report, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Bob Lungs, um, uh, his consistency guy. Yep, yep. Yeah, dude, I, I, there are so many incredible publications, but um, and I say this with as much love as possible. But for me, if I'm um, the way that I am, am a consumer is I I want to have a piece of of content that is driven by data that's comprehensive and that is also not suggesting that I go and do something in my rookie drafts or my fantasy drafts. I wanted to tell me why this guy is the one that I need. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's not to say that some of these other, other pieces don't, but I wanted to kind of cut out as much subjectivity out of my guide as possible and lay down a lot of the data and the metrics that I use. Um, for people to comprehend and to see it and within a graphic and um, with their favorite player, the guy that they really want to Jalen Rager is going to be in there. Tyler, uh, t- hopefully Tyler Johnson is going to be in there. We'll see. We're still shaking out a lot of stuff um, mm-hmm. for the rankings and everything. But um, for the most part, it was just, I, I, I think that there is a, a really big gap in a fully comprehensive data driven um publication that has all of the hard evidence that is kind of pushing subjectivity. Like, I'm not going to tell you I like Jalen Rigger because he runs fast. I'm going to tell you that I really like him because he runs fast on top of him having a 40% um, or excuse me, off the top of my head, I believe it's probably a, a 35% dominator rating. Um, he mm-hmm. never averaged less than 29% dominator rating throughout his entire career. And what does that mean? Um, what is his dominator over average? What are his averages looking like comparative to other players? And then I'm I'm going to be giving a lot of stuff away as well inside of that. So it's going to have my model adjustments. It'll have um, raw statistics, athletic testing numbers. It'll have hit rates for wide receivers and running backs inside of every single round. So not only will it tell you um, uh, why I like these guys, but it'll tell you the percentage of chance that you'll have of them hitting a top 24 or a top 12 season within um, uh, you grabbing them. So Jonathan Taylor, if he gets hit, if he gets selected in the first round with his draft capital, it's going to have a specific percentage of um, if you spend that early draft capital on him, what are the odds that he's going to hit a top 12 season? It'll have that percentage is broken down by uh, breakout age and draft capital. And so that's kind of the the gap that I haven't seen in um, in this industry kind of filled. There's so much great great publications, like I said, but um, I think that there's a little a small like there's there's a it's lacking a little bit, and I kind of want to fill that with um, some of the knowledge that I've been that I've been blessed to stumble on in this industry, and and kind of just fill that gap as best as possible. Very good. Do you have any contributors you want to shout out that are helping you out with that? 
Absolutely. So um, it's, this is pretty much a solo venture, but I could not be doing this. That awesome cover that you saw, Mark Mathic, um, out of mm-hmm. – uh, he helps helps do um, – he's, he's everywhere right now, dude. He's doing like a lot of different uh, really cool graphics for guys like David Wilsey um, um, and the Roto Underworld, which is where me and him uh, kind of work together and mm-hmm. – um, yeah, so he's, that's my, that's my graphics guy. It's me and him. I'm doing the content, anything that I need. I kind of shoot it over to him. We get templates going. We, you know, we, we work together on the cover and, um, that's just pretty much the a one man. It's that's, that's the duo right there. We're just kind of vibing and, and, and coming up with a lot of good stuff. Good deal. I love it. So, uh, so guys, we just got done with the underwear parade. Um, <laughs> what, what can we take out of the combine? We have, uh, metrics drills, uh player interviews um do you buy into guys that have gotten in trouble uh we talked about this last week there the combine might not matter it might not matter if somebody got a free lobster but the nfl (laughs) seems to think that some of these things matter and that's going to affect draft stocks so what are you taking away from the combine last week two weeks ago Ooh, is this is this for just for me in general we just throw this you jesse all right first i got some thoughts Okay. All right. Uh, the combine was fun this year. I think the just looking at the overall scope of how it was being in prime time, I feel like everybody got a taste. I didn't have to wake up at five in the morning to watch this thing um, kick off. They kicked <laughs> it off the right way with the, the the best positions. I wish we could have seen running back paired in instead of tight end, but I understand that the drills are a lot different. They have to format everything a specific way. But um, starting it off with quarterbacks, uh, wide receivers, and tight ends was probably the best thing that they could have done this yeah, year. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and pretty much just, so I, I thought it was, it, it was really fun to, to see as it is fun every single year. But, um, I think more than anything, it was probably a letdown in the sense that we, uh, did not get treated to some of the things that we were promised. Um, Henry Ruggs and Jalen Rager, yeah, 40 we, did, we, we were not, but then we did have some really, really fun surprises, uh, looking at you, sure. Denzel Mims and right, Justin yeah. Jefferson. Yes. Um, and you know, JT. so I'm. Exactly. Yeah, Jonathan. I think we we all kind of a lot of people touted we him. We knew, but I mean, yeah, that it's was but seeing fast. it, yeah, but yeah. seeing it, yeah, seeing that no size. Is, yes, I know. It, well, it was confirmed four three nine, correct? Yes, correct. Um, yeah, yeah. What he came in at. yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. So we had some some letdowns. We had some surprises, mm-hmm. but more than anything, I just thought it was a, a one of those just fun checks that you just you know you you mark off your your list in, as you head into draft season or you you get into the thick of draft season I should say so I had fun though is anybody else sweating the wonderlick props like me <laughs> I wish I could find out when these no. things were going to come out I think no, we've, I didn't, yeah. we we've gone through this I think with uh players and like the the wonderlick score like in particular and how yeah. it just it doesn't matter no, Frank Gore got a six. I yeah. think for one, he really? seems pretty intelligent, and, right. and for two, did it matter at all for this dude to play twenty years? No, it didn't. Obviously, right. And I mean, <laughs> for him, it's, him specifically, I mean, so do you see? He's just he's going to ride it out until the wheels fall off. I think that was the report. He's yeah. going to keep going until what? I think his son is eligible to come into the league, and I think two, like two years, years. I think yeah, yeah two, two years. years, which I think would be wild to see a father and son duo like playing in the league together. <laughs> I was I was surprised when he said that, but I was like, "Hey, dude, do you do your hey, thing? Man. A couple mil a year, yeah. yeah. I mean, right? Why if not? I get to play football for you know a few million dollars a year, pff, yeah, that'd be wild. Me. 
That, that'd be absolutely. I guess like my my big takeaways, I think from the combine, and I, like I went over it a little bit uh, when I was going back and forth with Jordan McNamara last week. Or, I mean, we we should try like I mean, enjoy it. I mean, first and foremost, because I mean, this is fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football. This is supposed to be fun, and I think this is like this is our time. Right. Like for the folks that are into Dynasty, this is our time of year, like for redraft folks or the folks that are more casual. I mean, they start getting into it around preseason. And so do we. But like this is like draft season is our season. And watching some of those guys, especially for like the the Devi folks. I mean, I can only imagine like the Devi, the Devi community and following a player. I mean, in some cases from high school through college and then now to see him on stage and being able to you know run jump i mean do whatever throw i mean whatever whatever position like they're they're playing and to be able to see them actually show out i mean it's it's got to be like really like a confirmation bias plus and i think that's something that we should be able to take away but also on top of that we don't want to dig in too deep so if a guy like we were talking jonathan taylor I mean, he was already in like that upper echelon of running backs, like for this class. So he yeah. runs out, he goes out and runs the four three nine. Do I mean? Do we? We can't necessarily double count, right? right. If, we, if we already knew he was going to be fast, and he confirms that he's going to be fast, now that's that's yeah. back on fast, right? <laughs> I mean, now does he? I, me personally, I mean, I am trying to find more ways to move him into my my one on one, and move out because uh, beforehand it was Swift. But now it's just like, okay, now we, we need to reevaluate. And that's kind of where I'm at. But watching some of the other guys, like you mentioned, Jesse, Mims. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love seeing, especially after the Senior Bowl, it was like, now we have something. Gandy Golden, I mean, same deal. Mm-hmm. Poor Senior Bowl. But then he shows out, at least it has a better performance at the Combine. So it's, I think now it's where we need to reassess and reevaluate mm-hmm. before going all in on players. But definitely enjoy it. I mean, we don't get, it only comes around once a year. So I missed the chance to really vent about it because I wasn't here last week, and it this drives me crazy every single year. So uh, let's say DeAndre Swift was kind of the consensus one one for like a year, mm-hmm. and then Jonathan Taylor gets a lot of steam, but it was never that Jonathan for for me it was never that Jonathan Taylor wasn't a fantastic running back. It's, I I tend to swing for the fences in rookie drafts, and I feel like he's going to be the more electric player. But mm-hmm. it it w- what I'm getting at is that he was. He was like the fun 101 before the combine. And a few people were like, I'm all in on Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like It was not prevalent. There was a lot of DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We knew that Swift was going to do well at the combine. And we knew that Jonathan Taylor was going to do well at the combine. What happens every year is the combine is a cop out for people to just start thinking what the rest of the community thinks. And it drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Yeah. So Jonathan Taylor was a, a fun topic for Curtis Patrick, who's, one of the most amazing people in this industry and does some of the best work. So this is what happens. You get a little weary going into the combine that why is Curtis Patrick so high on Jonathan Taylor and why do I have Swift at 101? Well, I had Swift at 101 because blah, 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 had Swift at 101. Well, then the combine comes and Jonathan Taylor does amazing. So boom, there's your excuse to jump on Jonathan Taylor like you were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, DeAndre Swift did great at the combine too. Right, he did. Ex- both players did exactly what you thought they would do, except for Jonathan Taylor ran an insanely fast forty for his size. Yeah, that's it. Which 
which we're learning how how much is that even going to matter? How much is the 40 time even going to matter when he gets in the NFL? Not so much. Short area quickness is going to be more important. So every year we're like, don't double count, don't double count. And then the first thing you do is double count. We knew Jonathan Taylor was going to do well. We knew DeAndre Swift was going to do well. If Swift was your 101, he should still be because he didn't do anything to hurt his stock. If JT was your 101, should still be because he crushed the combine. Just yeah. don't don't just jump on because every especially since if Jonathan Taylor gets drafted to I don't know Miami Atlanta and, yeah well yeah Miami would probably well, be the, yeah. Yeah, the low end gets, yeah, yeah if he yeah, gets yeah. drafted to Miami and then Swift gets drafted to obviously Kansas City who's drafting Jonathan Taylor one one you're you're making a fool of yourself if you do because he, that's the best offense in the league. And there's not a big enough gap between Swift and JT to justify taking Jonathan Taylor, even if you think he's the better one. So right. I don't I just don't understand the the it's almost shaming at this point when people like I'm totally fine with either running back as your one on one, but you don't have to hop on the train at the combine when we still have five months, four months. Yeah, no, no, definitely. We, uh, for me though, I think to kind of go along with your point, yeah, we definitely no double counting, don't double count, but you do need to adjust. So I'm probably one of the rare guys. Um, I love Jonathan Taylor. And if you were to ask me before, um, he is definitely the most productive back in this class. Yeah. It is, you can't hard argue nine. that. Yeah. You can't three argue that. That's it's three straight years of just total utter right. dominance and what, to just 2, kind of yards or something like that. Yeah, it's to just give you, uh, yeah, just 2,000 yards every single season. I mean, he averaged um, 31% of the overall production through his time at Wisconsin. He averaged 31%, has the highest rushing college dominator of every single um, running back in this class. He sits at almost about 60%, just south of, of 60%. The guy is just an absolute, I mean, you look at, if you look at his over averages or at like anything, he just is, he's, he's the most dominant back in this class. And I'm hard pressed to say he is absolutely 100% the best running back in this running back class. But I'm probably, I probably leaned a little bit um, the other way than consensus in saying that JK Dobbins was, it was, and I say was very loosely my RB one in this class because the guy is just an absolute athlete, and he mm. comes in with the most consistent receiving chops too. Three straight seasons with tw- over 20, um, 20 receptions. He mm. has an over 50% um, rushing college dominator, and we see uh, his averages in terms of, of, of receiving yards. We see um, his best was averaged nearly 20% of the receiving yards market share wow. at, um, at Ohio State, an absolute pass-catching weapon, and that translates to the next level. Yes. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on J.K. Dobbins. He is when you watch him though, he is not he's somebody who can let a little bit of best sloppy footwork get the best mm-hmm. of him at the line of scrimmage. He's definitely somebody who is not um a a, a decisive uh runner in terms of being able to pick and choose where he wants to split his gaps and leverage himself. Not all the time, but he is explosive. He is an athlete, and I think that he has the highest ceiling of any of these running backs in this class. And for me, that puts him at I'm a risk reward kind of guy. Yeah, you show same. me any valuable metrics and I'm going to I'm going to be like okay I like this guy I like highest receiving upside athletic marvel and I really think that J.K. Dobbins has the highest ceiling in this class while we're looking at Jonathan Taylor being probably the most consistent floor so um, those were my one and two coming into this process early I think everybody was enamored with DeAndre Swift and I think Mm -hmm. that 
um, looking at him and, and, and he is just a wow kind of running back. I mean, the way he can one cut and go at mm. any moment and he is just upfield and he is gone. He is a big play waiting to happen, but he's inconsistent and he mm-hmm. didn't get the volume that JK Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor or even a cam Akers did in college. Um, and I, I know we, we can't knock that when we look at guys like, um, like a Sony Michelle or a Nick right. Chubb and, mm-hmm. and uh, a Josh Jacobs. Those are, you know, big examples. So I'm not necessarily leaning on that as much, but I think that DeAndre Swift is definitely the more um, one or like two dimensional running back here in terms of what he displays both on, on tape and, and, and what he gave us in, in, in metrics comparative to a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who has every single rushing metric to back it up. He did have a really, um, a really high, um, a, a high output in in receptions this year and and overall receiving yards. So we'd like to see that from Jonathan Taylor. But J.K. Dobbins to me just looks like the biggest balance of them both. So for me, I'm disappointed because I, if if we're being smart here with every single piece of data that we have on these guys, mm-hmm. it's hard to not say that Jonathan Taylor isn't your running back one. He right. gave all the data points that we need. Um, the only question mark that I really have for him is is receiving, and he showed that he can do that. I would just like to see it more consistently. But more than anything, that's not a that's not necessarily a knock on J.K. Dobbins. It's just J.K. Dobbins didn't work out for us at the combine. Right. I don't have any weight adjusted speed scores. I don't have height adjusted speed scores. I don't have the forty time. I don't have everything that I need to put him ahead of Jonathan Taylor. And no matter what way you kind of process um, the, your evaluations with these guys, I don't think we can't double count. If you know Jonathan Taylor's your running back one then him performing right. as running back one should not be any right. different but um it does allow guys like me who kind of have that you know jk dobbins i can't put him rightfully at my one spot and be mm-hmm. like, oh man everything i saw on tape it's just it's gonna trump jonathan taylor no evidence changes evidence mm-hmm. evolves and the case changes as it goes on so um i totally get that and that's probably that's probably one of the biggest reasons adam with the, the that that this time of year and combine underwear olympics it can be daunting at times because people do tend to to double count that type of stuff man so there you have it folks Uh, that's just the first part of our conversation with jesse reeves uh, going back over the combine and our thought processes on how we should take into account some of the things that we've been seeing coming out of indy and not just for this year but just kind of a strategic way to approach uh, the combine Uh, So I'm going to stop it here because it's been about half hour, 40 minutes thereabouts. And uh, I'll uh, cut up the next segment, kind of where we get into some of what Jesse's been seeing and more of his work there. So um, uh, stay tuned. Part two will be coming right at you. So thank you all for listening.